You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am the perpetually sick Adam Barnard and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? You're sick, and I have a fucking ear infection that's driving me up a fucking wall. I was gonna say, man, I noticed you were not—you were a little bit like steadier today uh, as we were talking in the green room. But uh, no, this sucks, man. This shit never goes away, and it's the shits. Yeah, it's the shits. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, what call it? Uh, guaranteed twice a year, my ears get fucking clogged. Mm like allergies and shit. Right. And then, uh, I go to fucking fix it and make it way worse than it initially was. Instead of just going to buy the eardrops, like I, like I got a normal fucking human being. I try to clean it out. That never fucking works. Mm -mm. Now, like the whole left side of my head is inflamed and, uh, I'm taking like pain meds and like anti-inflammatories and trying to do the, the, eardrops and swish it out with the uh, the rubber ball and stuff like that and it's like motherfucker mm-hmm. every, it's, like, it's like groundhog's day yep. every you know twice a year. i can you know, i can uh, count year I have, yeah twice a year i used to have the asthma attack where i'd have to be in the hospital now twice a year i have uh, an ear attack Ugh, man i can i can pretty much like guarantee the seasons change as to when i get an ear infection and it's always on the right side but sometimes it's like on the left, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like uh, it, the pain is on the right, but then they're like, no, it's on the left hand side, which is fucking bizarre. Right. Um, but I swear to God, like within the past month here at the Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth, we've had like the nasty head cold. We've had the stomach bug. We've had the rotavirus. And now the kids have something called hand foot mouth, which is fucking awful. It's, uh, me? yes, excuse, yes. It's called hand foot mouth. It's a viral, uh, uh, issue it's a virus basically that um it gives you a real nasty fever for about 24 48 hours all of the kids have had an average of like 103 fever like over the course of two days and then you get blisters on your hands and your feet and your mouth and the baby's got it all on like her backside and stuff and uh, it's just horrible man it's been a really yeah. rough couple days last night courtney and i were up uh god i think i slept maybe two and a half hours last night total because like one of them would get up and then they were like, Dad, I need this. And then you have to go down, you know, run downstairs, get him something to drink, come back up. And then the baby's crying again. So I am all kinds of jacked up on caffeine today. So I might yeah. seem like I'm hyperactive, but really, I'm about to fall asleep. So 
we are happy to see you, Blue. We're happy to see the Pod Squad. Uh, oh, welcome, welcome to the show tonight. Don't forget, sign up at patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Join us here. We have tiers starting at just ten dollars. Uh, and it's a Gee. great it's a great fucking time. We have a great time every week here doing this. But another great time right now I want to talk about at the top of the program is Blue Meanie's new action figures. Oh yeah. We have brand yeah. new ones. We have uh let me see if I have the six ABC. Yeah, of course. We have breaking news here with the Philly reporter. Yeah, of course. Um, go ahead, Mini. Let's uh, let's show them off if you don't mind. Here, let's check them out. Breaking news here. <laughs> yeah, of course. Here's another reason to watch. Uh, another reason to join up at patreoncom slash Mini. As we uh, we're here with the pod squad, we got uh, Slickter. We got uh, we got Mr. Andrew Bailey. Uh, my fellow, well, both Slichter and Bailey, we are Philadelphia sports fans. So That's we're right. Always talking. And hello, Vanessa Bello. Uh, as we got the uh, chat going. Yeah, dude, these came in the mail the other day. Uh, figures collection. Uh, if you want to order them, uh, they're live right now at shop.figurecollections.com. That's shop dot figure collections dot com uh i'm very fortunate that you know not only did they figures collections want to do a uh figure of me uh they did it in the line that is modeled after the old wwe bone crunching superstars these are the bone crushing wrestlers and it's done in the same vein and uh i cannot be more happy with an action figure ever. Um, look, I appreciate every figure that's come out of me. I, I love the figures, toys, figures that have come out. Uh, you know, I love the Cella mine and mini two pack that came out a couple years ago, but my God, this is so cool. So, uh, I'll show this to the, the mine and mini folks. I got so the, dope, uh, man. this is, uh, I like to call it my Russell blues 98 shirt, but I like had this shirt, a few times, uh, Russell Palooza, I only had it on the, fr- the logo on the front because I forget why I only did the front. I was going to do something with the back. I think I ended up just putting a bunch of ECW stickers, which in hindsight, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> and then there's, they did a, a variant sick of, uh, me and my BWO gear, which is kind of cool. Cause they changed up the color on the knee pads oh, for yeah, the, uh, white shirt. They got the, my signature blue knee pads. And for the BWO, they have my darker knee pads that I had back in the day. And, um, dude, this is so cool. Uh, they did variants for me and uh, Brian Clark, a.k.a. Adam Bomb. His variant looks really cool. Oh, it's blue, so I, I, you figure I would like it. Of course. But uh, they also have another, you know, this is series one. Uh, I feel like I'm doing an infomercial, but, hey, this is what's going <laughs> on. Uh, they got uh, me, Brian Clark, a.k.a. Adam Baum, Dwayne Gill, a.k.a. Gilberg, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Sonny Ono, and Ultimate Dragon. That's cool. Ultimate Dragon, sorry. And uh, what's cool about these, uh, they actually make the, uh, like, the, the, the bone. Actually, you know what? Maybe I'll open up one right now. Yeah, give um, it a shot, man. Uh, which one should I open? I, eventually, I'm going to open 
both, but hmm. uh, BWL or Blue Me. Hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking in the in the spirit of the mind of the media. I think we should go with the BWO figure. Sure, let's do it. I was, I was hoping you were going to say that. I, I, you know, I appreciate that. I got to pick one up myself. I've been meaning to. I want to get. I love that that BWO one, man. Is listen the, the the white shirt one is super dope. But I just there's something about the BWO that just it does it for me. And I just anything I can get my hands on with that is just is amazing. Dude, it's like I almost don't want to open it up, but. <laughs> I got like two cases downstairs, so this will be fine. <laughs> wow, this is really on here. Let's see. That's good, though. That's good. That's a company that knows that these people are collecting them, you know, and they don't want those cards to pop off. Definitely. You definitely know if you order this, it won't fall apart in the mail. Like, that's like the big fear, you know, that it'll pop off and get damaged in the mail. Yeah. Open. It's got the, uh, the initial plastic and it's got the little like gimmick to hold it in place. I know this is great radio. Hey, listen, man, that's why we're here. That's what we're doing. It's a really cool, it's a really cool, like the, even the, the, the picture on the front of it is very, I love the artists that can do that. They can make it look so much like you. Yeah. Ponytail looks great in the back. I am holding the BWO variant of the uh, bone crushing figure. This just feels really good. Yeah. was really good. Uh, uh, the only gimmick is it's got BWO on the front and the back, which mm-hmm. wasn't a thing, but uh, normally the BWO shirt had Hollywood, Big Stevie Cool, and the blue guy on the back. And I guess maybe they're afraid of getting sued by Nova and Stevie. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> dude, this has got some good weight to it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, what's the smell? I love smelling the new figures, man. Courtney thinks I'm nuts, but. No, no, because like growing up, being a music fan, I used to like get get, get cassettes tapes and smell the ink on the. Mm-hmm. the yep. Every time it's I open good. a new figure, man. It's kind of like a beach ball kind of smell on a ship. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yep. Let's see. Uh, and it's see, got the uh, it's got the movement like the old bone crushers. See if I could pick it up on the mic here. Nice. That's a nostalgia sound right there, man. That's the leg. Oh, hold on. I'm stupid. Hold on. No, you're good, man. Let me stick with the arms. Yeah, that's there it cool. is. There she is. Yeah, man. This is very cool. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Um, like I said, dude, like while I was like the majority, like the early part of my career, I missed out on ECW figures because I went to WWE. And when I left WWE, I missed out on WWE figures because I went back to ECW. Right, right. I missed out on this this line, and uh, the uh, the spirit of this figure is so it matches up. It could be paired up with the Gold Dust. Oh, bone, that's sick! Bone Cruncher. Yeah, make sure I'm not confusing the lines. <laughs> Cruncher, crush. <laughs> the bone crusher is supposed to be able to be paired up with any WWF bone cruncher. So, if you have a gold dust bone crusher, grunt bone cruncher, <laughs> bone crusher, and uh, you could put put it right in there. Uh, there's been a couple uh, cool uh, unboxing videos. 
shout out to the guy. Uh, oh my God, his name escapes me right now. He does, he does fig heel. Mm. He's on uh, Twitter at fit at fig heel. He's got a YouTube channel. He did a really cool unboxing of the first one, the, the white shirt. Now he just released one of the variant, which I'm going to watch probably after this. Cause I just remembered it right now. But, um, yeah, look, the fucking, uh, shirt's amazing. The it's, paint's amazing. And what really makes it for me is the ponytail in the back. I, I was just going to say the same thing. The ponytail, the gimmick in the back there is just perfect. Yeah. Perfect. The figure's still got the ponytail, but not at the, the length that I ultimately grew my hair out. Mm-hmm. Or I eventually said, man, I need to cut this off before I lose my hair. But it's got the glasses painted all the way around to the back, which... I did for the majority of my career, but there was a point where I was just like, you know, this is getting fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of paint, man. Especially on your road, two days, two two weeks at a time, you don't really feel like shaving your head. Yeah. All the, uh, you know, because I always shave it down to the scalp. Right. right. And then you're painting over hair. It's like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And so I got a little lazy. But, uh, dude, I love this. The, uh, oh, fuck it. Let me open up the other one. Yeah, too. do it, man. Let's do it. Those are really cool, and again, I love I love how close to the original line that they got them. You know, it's hard. It's sometimes it's hard when you have people that go back and they like they not necessarily retcon it, but like they they don't they do the figures, but it doesn't necessarily meet the essence of what it used to be. And these oh, look just like the originals. Yeah, you can put them side by side, and you couldn't tell which one, which figure was, you know, from the original line or this from this. Uh, figure collections, right? So I'm I'm doing the uh, OG, the original Blue Meanie here. Uh, well, the not the not the variant. I'm doing the Blue Meanie white shirt. And, uh, this one's got a little bit more of that beach ball scent, but uh, That's awesome. And well, the cool thing is, I wanted to do that uh, do this for the uh, the pod squad watching at home. Yep. But also, uh, I got my shelf of blue mini figures uh, to my left hand side, which this is going to be proudly uh, present. And you know, oh look, the fucking head turns too, man. Oh shit! Look at that. If it wanted to be real realistic, the neck would crack. You know, <laughs> Mr. Mini hates when I do, but it's a necessity. You have to, man. You got to. Yeah, let's see if I can make this break too. Hold on a second. There you go. Arm break. Perfect. Right. This is, uh, dude, this is such an honor. Thank you to figure collections, uh, for making these figures. Uh, thanks. I, I, I say this, I know I sound like a broken fucking record, but when these companies make products of me, I know it's an investment. And to me, it's just a, it's a uh, thumbs up. It's a, it's a it's it's saying that you are worth an investment on a product that we're going to spend money on that hopefully uh, that we believe people are going to buy. And the fact that they went out and made the variants, even the cut the shorts are different colors too, which is kind of cool. That is cool. That means well, they, very- they they did the investment twice in you. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like you made it, man. Like you fucking you made it. Like that's that's just. It's amazing. I like the low cut boot, which yep. 
I always, uh, I started wrestling wearing, I started, when I started wrestling, I started wearing, uh, I did normal boots when I was Brian Rollins. Mm. But then I switched to, uh, when I became the Blue Meanie, I was like, well, my character shouldn't really wear proper wrestling boots. You know, I'm wearing a half shirt and a Daisy Dukes. And then the wear <laughs> Have proper boots seems a little off, off kilter. Yeah. So I started wearing like high techs, which was like the thing in the 90s to wear. Like every wrestler wore high techs mm-hmm. or wrestled in them. They wore them in the streets and they wore them in the ring. Uh, you know, most famously, uh, Just Incredible wore high techs. Uh, when British Bulldog went to WWE and he was in his jeans phase. Right. He's uh, the high techs in the ring. But then after the high techs, I kind of went to graduate. I kind of went, went even lower to the amateur wrestling shoes because it's a little trick, a little inside baseball. If you want to give the illusion that you're taller than you are, you have to wear a lower cut boot. I see. You know, like uh, some wrestler, if you're a wrestler and you're like 5'10", and you want to look like six foot, yeah, get a lower cut boot. So when you take promo photos, you look taller. Smart. And then you, know, you show up and then, you know, let your work dictate, you know, the rest of the way. Yeah. Where if they see you wearing a high boot and they go, well, is this guy fucking short? You know, and, you know, this is back in the day. This is like right. in the 90s. You had to be a giant. You know, yeah. land of the giants back then. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually the Shawn Michaels and them made it and Bret Hart's made it cool. Not that saying that they're short, but like they weren't like, they six, weren't Hogan, six. right? They weren't Hogan. They weren't warrior. Right. Right. So guys would either get the lower cut boot or get the boot that where the, uh, the high point of the boot that's usually in the back was in the front. Like Mr. Mm. Perfect did his boots backwards to where like that high point that goes up in the back, he would put it in the front so his calves would show a little bit more and give him a longer leg, so I he would see. look, so he would look taller. And that's the essence of what I was doing with the blue meanie was, I knew I wasn't six six, but to give the illusion that I could be like six three, six four, get the lower cup boot show, so it looks like you got more leg, longer leg, and stuff like that. So. The fact that they worked it in with this figure, and you can see the little socks poking out, which is kind of cool. That, I was gonna say, yeah, that's a that's a really nice touch right there. Yeah, the little the white socks poking yeah. out the bottom there. It farts too. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're gonna do a test of strength. There you go. Yo, here's a good question for you, man. No, sir, I didn't see you f- playing with your dolls again. <laughs> They're action figures. Um, space at the uh, Spaceballs reference yep, there. Yep. Is it fucking annoying to wear the knee pads? Because, like, when I wear knee pads, like, it just, the, the back of them around the back of my knee just chafes like a bastard. Does that happen to you in the ring? It depends on if your knee pads are properly sized. I see. I wore, like, I wore, like, regular jabroni knee pads when I first started because I was nobody smart me up to trace knee pads, which became the thing in the nineties. They still are a thing trace, uh, but trace were like the best ones because it was the knee pad and then a, a strap up at the top strap at the bottom. And your the back was like the back of your leg was kind of nude, like a halter top. I see. And uh, it wasn't totally tight, but then trace became hard to find. And uh, I just realized I, you know, I got to 
start wearing better knee pads. So I, like I wear the, the uh, neoprene knee pads now and uh, those help a little bit, but more with the, uh, with the support and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's all about, you got to find the right size knees, knee pad. And, uh, and that's tough because it's not like you could go to a store and, you know, try them on. You know, right. Or, right. It's not like you can go to fucking like target and get them. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sneaker or anything, but, um, yeah, it, 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 uh, knee pads are hit or miss. You know, I've had a, a lot of misses, but, uh, a few hits, but, uh, once I learned about trace knee pads and, I would just get them like in white and then like have who, the the lady who airbrushed my shirts, airbrush the knee pads and stuff mm. like that. As well. mm-hmm. So that was cool. But uh, yeah, man, it's pretty cool. They, uh, they really went above and beyond with these, uh, these figures. I'm super excited about them. They look amazing. And I, I, I can't wait to get my hands on them. They're uh, you can go right now to shop.figurecollections.com. They have both uh, the, the white shirt, blue mini, and the variant BWO mini for pickup right now, and you can uh, pick them up and add them to your collection. They're fucking fabulous. Um, this atom bomb is really cool. I love the blue. The blue variant is dope, man. That's a super cool one. The fact that they did a variant at all, yeah, and they picked me and Adam Bob to do the variant on, means a lot. And uh, from what I understand, future figures in this style won't have the bone crunching aspect. Interesting. Well, uh, figures collections was originally owned. This line was originally being launched by Cella. Right. Uh, figure, figure collections, uh, purchased this project from Cella. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be this and there's going to be a figure by, uh, Epic toys, the, the BWO three pack, which is a different line. But, um, that was started by Cella as well. So these two different companies bought uh, projects from Cella. So when uh, I'm, I'm assuming we have uh, figure collections bought this from Cella, they were already producing the bone crunching aspect. Right. But it looks so good. You, you don't really even need it. You know, it's just so cool. Yeah. But, the, way, uh, the way the toy, the way it looks like you don't even need to add a gimmick to it. It's just, it's just fabulous. Sick, dude. Yeah, I love so, it. Uh, the nostalgia yeah, is real right now. I had all them. I had all them when I was a kid. I had Gold Dust. I had Steve Austin. I mean, I had them all. Like we, that's the only thing I played with, really. Yeah. Earlier today, I posted on Instagram because uh, they had DM'd me a photo of my figure next to the OG Gold Dust uh, Bone Cruncher, and they look like they came from the same line. Yeah. So, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, shout out to uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, who really said some really kind words about these. Uh, Matt Cardona even went as far. Matt Cardona, action figure extraordinaire, uh, expertise, said that this Blue Meanie figure, so far, as far as March 2023, is the figure of the year. So Wow. Yeah, that he, he said, go... Uh, Check out the uh, the Major Brothers figure podcast, wrestling figure podcast. That is a hell of an endorsement. Oh my god, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, and he he even went so far as to actually buy the figures, and he bought the variants 
which means he thought it was worth the investment. Yeah. So that means a lot to me. So, uh, yeah, I love those guys. And uh, you know, if anybody knows figures, it's them. Yeah. So, uh, the fact that, you know, you know, they, uh, Matt Cardona said that, you know, Hey, you know, this is, this, this might be the figure of the year so far for the year. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's coming out down the line, but he said, this is the action figure of the year, which is awesome. That's really, I mean, it's, it's really cool to have, to be an, even in the contending position for that, you know, like that's just, that's a, that's a cool position to be in. And again, like to have a figure is probably super cool, but to have multiple now over the course of a couple years is just, I mean, you're getting your flowers, man. You deserve it. It's like you, you know, you made it. Even the, uh, ponytail holders colored, which is kind of Oh no cool. shit. Look at the detail on that, man. That. They really went to town on the detail. This is fantastic. And, uh, dude, like I said, it's, it's an incredible honor. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going to be doing a, uh, well, I got, I got Indianapolis, Indiana coming up. I'm not going to have these there because, uh, figures collection is going to be there. Mm. So if you, if anybody in the area who's listening to this is going to the squared circle expo, uh, seek out figures collections, buy it right from them. And then if you come over to me, I'll, I'll sign it. Sick. So, yeah. Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I want them to think I'm competing with them. So right. right. I mentioned, let them sell it and God knows maybe I'll buy some more off them. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, in May I'll announce the date soon. Uh, I think it's May 27th. Uh, I'll be at, Farpoint Toys and Collectibles, they have an annual toy show called It's a Toy Show. And um, uh, Fairpoint Toys, uh, they were featured on the Amazon Prime show, uh, a toy store near you. And uh, uh, it's my my childhood friend, Justin Daniels, and his wife, Penelope, uh, run this fantastic show store called Farpoint Toys. To Now they've expanded to two and three different locations. Mm-hmm. So... They're having their annual, uh, it's a toy show show at their, uh, mothership store in Mays Landing, New Jersey. I'll bring some to that and then I'll have some at the next icons July 1st at the 2300 arena. So, um, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I know my, my friend, Paul Brown, friend of the show, Paul Brown does some work with Farpoint as well. So whatever event is out there, I'll try to be sure I, uh, I come out. Um, he's got a really sick. I got to tell you, I got to put him over a little bit. He's got a super cool um, toy collection and like comic book. Like he calls it the Fortress of Paulitude. And he's finally putting it together at his house. And it's really fucking dope. But I can't wait to see it all put together. But um, yeah, I'll be there for that. If, uh, you know, just give me the details and I will definitely come through and say what's up to you and Paul. But also icons will be dope this summer. Um, hopefully I'll have my, my bikini body ready so I can fit into my, I can fit into my shorts again. But um, yeah, dude, that's just, it's again, it's just, it's. It's just super cool. Like I love, I love seeing all these, all these figures come out for you. And again, just the fact that you're getting your flowers now at this point. The only thing I think could top that, if you will, yes, there's an honor. I believe that they do this time of year. What is it called? It's uh, the thing. There's like a big, great hall, and uh, it's for famous people in the wrestling world. They they might call it fame. Yes, oh, yeah. of course. As you know, next year, Meanie Mania 40 is coming, y'all. Keep keep it tuned. 
We're making it a reality. We're gonna we're gonna start this trend. We're gonna we have 365 days to push this after WrestleMania in two weeks, and uh, we're gonna get Meaning the Hall of Fame is what's gonna happen. And if he's not gonna be in the Hall of Fame, maybe he'll just be at the event. But we'll be like, hey, Meaning was at the Hall of Fame. But hey, I'll uh, I'll buy a uh, street vendor fucking light and drill it on the corners of Broad and Patterson. That's right. I was going to say, we'll be outside slinging pretzels and fucking cheesesteaks or water bottles. Yo, hey, yo, two for 20. Yo, Bret Hart, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, yo shirts. Yeah. I'll be out there with eight by tens. Yep, that's right. We're here. Out We're here. I'll be out there with my variants. That's right. And, uh, hey, if they want to believe me today, I'll, make, I'll set up my own event. So let's let's have, let's, so Conrad, I know you're watching. Let's get uh, let's get Bruce on the line. Let's have him put the bug in, in Papa H's ear. Let's get this ball rolling. We got to get Blue in the Hall of Fame because it's not a Hall of Fame without the Blue meeting. I'm just saying. Well, it's Philly, <laughs> Philly, I mean, you're already well. You're at the you're at the are you at the 2300 Hall of Fame? Uh, the 2300 has a hardcore Hall of Fame, which I'm in, which is a very cool honor. Yeah. Not only did I wrestle there, I helped. I wrestled for mo- almost every promotion that was in there. That's awesome. And then. Uh, Ran events there as well, so that is super. But cool. uh, the, the Far Point Toys uh, event will be Saturday, May twenty seventh. I just looked it up. Perfect. And I'll I'll eventually work it into my ad read for the end of the show. But um, we just agreed on it like this week. I was like, "Hey, you still doing that show?" He's like, "Yeah, you want to do?" It? I was like, "Yeah." And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I've made a really cool graphic, which uh, I'm gonna start posting and stuff like that. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. the I love those summer icon events, man. I just it's the, the, the it's nice. It's you know it's hot because Philly is fucking hot all the time apparently, but like it's just something about coming in the summer. It's just a really good time. So any any of those events too, and you know uh, we'll have this. I know uh, Super Jersey Comic Expo is coming up again soon, so we'll make sure we get you all the details on that. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a crazy time right now, man. And uh, what else is going on in the world of the blue? Uh, Shout out to my buddy Danny Cage mm. and the world famous Monster Factory Pro yes. Wrestling School over in Goldsboro. Uh, they just came out. They uh, had their show debut on Apple TV Plus. They did called Monster Factory, aptly named Monster Factory. And I got to be uh, involved in. Well, actually, I'm in like two episodes. One's a flashback to when we had a Jerry Briscoe uh, camp. At the Monster Factory, uh, they showed a, a flashback to t- like 2015, and then uh, this past June they had an event at the arena, a showcase of sorts, and uh, I was asked to be on that show, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm in a lot of clips in the uh, the se- the uh, season uh, finale of Monster Factory. But look, if you're a, a fan of pro wrestling, uh, if you love documentaries. This show is perfect. It's uh, like six 30 minute episodes and um, a lot of great characters, uh, real life people who I, I've grown to love and, uh, you know, get to know over the years. And, uh, you know, just I don't want to go too far into it with a review. I'd rather people just watch it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And for themselves. But if you're, you're, if you like watching the journey or, you know, the struggle or this, you know, the success of pro wrestling, definitely check out monster factory on Apple TV plus. Um, again, Dan, Danny's been working on this for 
a while. And, uh, you know, they've been talking about it for a while. And the the fact that it's out now and it's getting a lot of good reviews. Yeah. It's really cool. You know, I'm a, I'm a homer. Like, you know, South Jersey to me is like. It's basically, it's basically Philly. Yeah. It's basically Philly from Trenton Downs, basically Philly from Trenton is New York. Listen, people don't get it, but Philly's here, but it's also here. It's a huge fucking area. It's Bucks. It's Bucks County. It's fucking Delco. It's Chester County. It's South Jersey. It's practically the fucking boardwalk. Like it's all. It's just easier to say Philly, man. Even if you're from that area of Jersey, just Philly. Oh yeah, you can see that. You can literally see like Philly from Paulsboro, where where the Monster Factory is. But uh, it's it's cool to see how how far the Monster Factory's come. a little uh, history. Uh, Monster Factory was originally created by Pretty Boy Larry Sharp and Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Wow. Yeah, uh, legendary former NWA WWF champion, Buddy Rogers. Uh, he um, they opened up the school, opened a facility. Cause, uh, you know, Larry had trained a few people. Uh, and the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers won it. Larry Sharp to train his son to become a professional wrestler. And uh I don't know what all on with that. I don't know what, what all went on with that, but eventually Larry started training like guys like Bam Bam Bigelow, uh uh the Godfather when when he was uh the soul taker, a whole bunch of people. Uh King Kong Bundy, mm. you know, bunch of people. The 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 list of you know Tataka you know, a whole bunch of people came out of Monster Factory. And then, uh, you know, time goes on and then, you know, social media becomes a thing and Monster Factory really isn't, you know, taking advantage of like the social media aspect of it. And Danny started, you know, Danny Cage, I was a Monster Factory student. And then, uh, you know, he went on to help train some guys. And Larry said, look, I, I really like the way you, you train these guys. And basically, you know, transferred the Monster Factory over to Danny. And Danny uh, went and just kind of like rebooted the whole system from, you know, with the, the social media and all this stuff. And he's brought it out of the, uh, the Stone Age into the modern times and stuff like that. He's done a great job with the Monster, with the monster Factory. And uh, I couldn't be more happy for him because he's put a... It's a, it's one thing to do thing, but it's one thing to do something, but to, to put in your own time and money to build something. It's really cool to see, you know, the sacrifices he's, he's made to uh, make the school successful. And, you know, he gave me an opportunity to be a coach there. I need to get back over, but, um, you know, I was coaching there every week and then like a bunch of shit went wrong with me, like mm. between uh, breaking my hand and then, you know, my mom uh, got sick and I, I had to, you know, take care of her. And I I started, you know, prioritizing, you know, seeing my mom and all that stuff. And then totally makes sense. Though. After she passed. Yeah. She, when she passed, it really took the, the wind out of my sails. And I just, you know, I just never really you know, thought that, hey, I should probably go back to the monster. But I need to get back to the monster factory and, uh, you know, help coach and stuff like that is. I like I like helping the younger talent because you know when I first start training with Al, 
I trained with Al. He was a 13 year vet, but he would always have me work, you know, do matches with a guy like, you know, Denny Cass, who's old school veteran. A lot of people know about Irish Mickey Doyle, mm. you know, would have me doing matches with Mickey went on to, uh, train a bunch of guys, most notably Rhino, you know, wow. working with the, uh, Al was always having me work with the vets and stuff like that because I was learning from Al, but then like he would have me work with these vets and the, the vets would show me something different. And, uh, it's good to learn from one person, but it's, it's, it's also, I mean, it was great to learn from Al, but like, it was great to learn from so many different people. Yeah. And then, take everything, you know, every leaf I've learned and put them all together and make it my own thing. Right. Right. So, uh, and that's what, you know, I'd like to do at the factory. It's like, I'm not going to go in there and go, okay, this is the top wrist lock. But, uh, what I like to do is like to watch the kids have a match and then pull them aside and say, okay, this is what you could have done better. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you know, right. This might not work for you. This might, you might be too, might not be big enough to do that type of move, or you might be too big enough to do that move. Right. You know, right. Just different things, you know, depending, it's all situational. Right. You know, right. You don't want to see a seven foot guy doing a hurricane and you don't want to see a <laughs> five, six guy doing a choke slam, you know? Right. Right. But, you know, perception's reality, yeah. you know? Even if the five six guy could legit beat the seven foot guy's ass, perception's reality. Absolutely, it's all about the storytelling. But uh, yeah, just so uh, yeah, the show was really good. The soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, a little inside baseball. Um, you know, me and Danny are both. We were both big fans of you know WWF Saturday Night's main event. After every Saturday Night's main event, would go off the air. They would play Phil Collins' "Take Me Home." Really? And that was like one, that song really hit me in my fucking feels. I love that song. It's a great record. Hey, take me home. It's kind of, yes. Great record. I just, I just learned this week because I got, I started doing a deep dive on it and, uh, fucking Peter Gabriel and Sting did the backup vocals for that song. Really? Yeah. Which is funny because, Phil Collins replaced Peter Gabriel in Genesis. In Genesis, right? Yeah, amicably, if right. I can say that. Word. Yeah, uh, big word. Um, First day with a new mouth. Yep. Yes, I have no lips. Um, but um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we we're fans of Saturday Night's main event. Phil Collins, take me home. Uh, Closed out the show. And after every Monster Factory show, he would close, you know, ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. And he would play Phil Collins' Take Me Home after every Monster Factory show. So there's an episode where uh, one of the episodes closes with Phil Collins' Take Me Home. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm sitting on my couch, like, tearing up. I'm like, oh, fuck. I wish I was there. wish I was there, but you know, real life gets in the way sometimes, but, yeah. uh, I definitely need to get back to the monster factory. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a great fucking school. Danny's a, a great coach. He does a lot of stuff coaching that I really don't think I would have the patience to do. I'm more of the, give him, give them to me when they're able to work matches kind of 
stage, you know, yeah. just, it sounds fucked up to say, but it's all about patience and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's a great coach. He's a great guy. He's a great family man. Uh, there's a lot of story, real life story in the show that people can relate to. I don't want to give it all away for free here on the podcast. Right. Go either subscribe to Apple TV plus, or, you know, do the free trial and binge watching in a day. Just go watch the show. It, it, it's really good. Yep. That's a, I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it, but I know I've seen you in it. I've seen the, 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 the screen grabs. I know friend of the show, John Alba is in it as well. Uh, so yeah, John John, a great guy. John man. is, John is fucking great. Like I, any chance I can get, any chance I can get to put John over, especially because he's a Springsteen fan. And like, if you're a Springsteen guy or a Springsteen girl, you're automatically going to go like a hundred points up in my book. So like, he's just, he's yeah. the shit. So anything that John does follow him on Twitter, I could, can't put him over enough. Please, please do. Yeah. Uh, he is to Springsteen to what I am with Van Halen, you know, just yes. like the fanboy geek, geekdom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once Van Halen kind of like, you know, retired, you know, that they're like, I saw him on their last tour and I kind of knew it was going to be the last time I saw him. And the uh, Foo Fighters kind of took over that. And uh, Foo Fighters became my, Van Halen will always be number one, but like Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters will be 1A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the fact that, you know, when, uh, you know, Taylor unfortunately passed away, I was mm. like, I have to go to the, you know, the tribute concert. Yeah. It's, it's that heavy. And, uh, you know, John Alba's like that with Springsteen. He traveled to like Florida and stuff like that. And John Alba is just a great man. Great guy, uh, straight shooter. He does amazing work over there on that free shows with uh, the pod father, Conrad and him and Bischoff doing strictly business, talking strictly business on the, on uh, Bischoff's feed is, is a uh, appointment listening. It like, absolutely is. Yeah. If, if you want to learn something, go let, well, you know, get the strictly business podcast because you're not only learning, you're learning like the, the behind the scenes stuff and yeah. the inside baseball stuff, which is really cool. And it's really, I like hearing Eric Bischoff talk. I can listen to Eric Bischoff talk about wrestling all day. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to ad free shows. I love ad free shows and uh, that, that whole crew there. But uh, yeah, John Alba is an amazing dude. Yeah. The, um, the strictly business in it. I, I love that kind of stuff. I love the granular information that comes with like business and, and, and just in wrestling in general. Um, so the fact that the two of them put together a show and it's somebody like Eric, who arguably is, one of the best business, I don't give a shit what you have to say about, you know, what he says about wrestling now, because quite frankly, Eric, it, Eric Bischoff's one of the best to ever do it. And the fact that we're able to sit for an hour and listen to him talk about the business of the business with someone who can keep up with him, like John Alba, it's fabulous. So uh, Strictly Business is on that 83 weeks feed. But again, you know, not to, you know, obviously we want you to listen to our show too and, and sign up for our Patreon, but if I could recommend a 1A, to use a term Blue just used, uh, go to adfreeshows.com and sign up now because they have so much, so much good stuff there. But um, I, Phil Collins, I know people shit on Phil Collins all the time, but like, I, I don't know why. I love his music. I grew up, my dad used to play his records all the time. We used to listen to No Jacket it. Required, like on the, the vinyl, growing up listening to that. And, you know, he, he was a big Genesis fan too. So um, we got a lot of that music. But I, I, I started recently getting into Sting. 
Like, yeah. like really? I don't know. It's just like, I never really gave him a chance. My parents didn't listen to him. My, my mom just fucking hated Sting, and, you know, we just never listened to him. But um, I'll try to get through this without crying, but my um, my mentor died recently. Uh, he was my photography teacher. His name was uh, Bill Islinger, and he was one of, like, very few adults that, like, looked out for me. And um, he died suddenly uh, last month. And at his, yeah, here he is. I'll show you. The Pod Squad members get a get a shot of, of Mr. Is right here. Uh, this was at a, the Hall and Oates concert in 2016 over at BB&T Pavilion. Um, saw him randomly, and I was just like, holy fucking shit, it's Is. You know, and I was like, run up to him. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, we, we talked for oh. probably like, I don't know. I don't even remember who the opener was, but I think we talked for probably 15, 20 minutes and just caught up and. It was it was great, you know. It was cool. It was cool to know that like he knew that I was okay, you know, because I wasn't okay when I was in his class. And at his funeral service, uh, his nephew played uh, an acoustic version of "Fields of Gold" by Sting, and it's nice. just such a beautiful song. Like I didn't realize how impactful it, it was, and then I was just like, I'm gonna like kind of explore this. And like I've been on this like I don't want to call it classic rock because like '93 was only 30 years ago, so it's not like I don't I wouldn't say like <laughs> classic, you know, but like now yeah and you know and like he was a he was a big uh csny fan so i remember like in the photography classroom they would have he had a, a stereo system that was set up and on the fucking he would have the cd player in the back room and it was like always a treat to go and like put a cd in you know pick what we were going to listen to and in the dark room and in the classroom he had these wooden speakers that were wired up and it was just music the whole time. And it was all these great records. And it was just like, it was just an atmosphere, you know? So I'm just like kind of diving back into that. But I was like, wow, I really, the point of all this is to say, I've really been enjoying Sting a lot recently. And I, 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 I'm disappointed that I didn't get into him before, but I'm enjoying it now. Hey, dude, it's like, we're almost like on the same wavelength because uh, every now and then, like, I'm like trying to think of new shit to listen to. I'll put on Pandora and I put on uh, the police radio on Pandora, which is all songs by the police and sting. Yeah. And dude, like sting's been in my head a lot. Yeah. Lately. And, uh, fields of gold, desert rose. Um, Oh my God. I know the songs, but I'm shitty with titles. Yeah, I'm the same way. I know. I'm like, yeah, that fucking that record fucks. I love it. Yeah. But I can't tell you what it's yeah. called. Dude, any song from the 89 to like from 1984 to, you know, 93, I could probably give you the, the album and the track listing and whoever, <laughs> whatever the liner notes were now I'm just like, yeah, that track, uh, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, fucking stings amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been listening to him a lot, uh, if I ever lose my faith in you. you know, oh, sure man. Like yeah, that. that record's great, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, to me, well, as soon as you said that, I popped. I was like, yeah, yeah I've been <laughs> listening lately. A lot of Phil and on the, the Sting radio uh, on Pandora, there's a lot of Phil Collins. That's yeah. And um, yeah, I was I did a deep dive into. Uh, there's a great channel on YouTube, uh, the Professor of Rock. This guy Adam Reader, Re Adam Reader, uh, shout out to him. He did a deep dive on Take Me Home, and uh, like he, he, I didn't know he's doing that. That's where I learned that you know Peter Gabriel Sting did the background vocals, and Take Me Home by uh, Phil Collins was based on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Fascinating. I did not so know the, that. 
That's a buddy in the in the mental institution. No shit. Well, take yeah. me home because I don't remember. Yeah, I, that makes sense. It checks out. Yeah, yeah. yeah take take this look of take this look of wor- take this look of worry. I'm it's a I'm an ordinary man or something like that. Like that. Wild man. I know. I love yeah. I love stories like that though. You know. I know we talked about in the archives. You can listen to our our Van Halen Michael Jackson conversation from last year, but yeah. um, also too like with uh, with fucking Michael Jackson singing um backup vocals on what a fool believes by the doobie brothers it's like this secret that is in it's in it's out there and like nobody really talks about it and he talked about it on some interview that never aired and you know they're like oh well that's that that didn't really happen but it's like you can fucking hear him singing (laughs) like you can hear him singing why would he just make this up you know so i just i love little tidbits like that man it's just just so great michael mcdonald Michael McDonald did backup vocals on everybody's records. Oh my God. Yeah, he did. I forget what I heard. It uh, was a. On all the Steely Dan records, basically. That's the one. And- yeah, there was a record I heard the other day or a couple of weeks ago when I heard him on there and I was like, I didn't know Michael McDonald was on this. And yeah. Then- uh, yeah. I, did, I didn't know he was on. Uh, I didn't know Michael Jackson was on What a Fool. What a Fool Believes. I- yeah. In the hook where the real high parts are. Because, like, if you've ever watched, like, a Doobie Brothers or a Michael McDonald performance live, like, Michael McDonald can actually, like, hit some of those notes. But there's a specific, like, super high note that Michael Jackson hits. And you can, if you listen to it real, like, they blend it in real nice. But you can still hear him in the track. You know, he's still there. But, um, yeah, dude. Oh, God. I fucking love that shit. I was just thinking about Bobby Caldwell, too. Bobby Caldwell died, uh, you know, what you won't yeah. do for love, man. That record, dude, like I didn't know that guy was white. No, nobody did. Nobody had any idea. Not a single person. I th- nope. I thought he was a black soul singer. That's right. Every and that's like that's the thing about him is like those it was that and my flame were the big records that he did. And everybody yeah. just assumed he was a black soul singer. And then you find out that he's a white guy, you're like, holy shit. Like it just Jesus. the the, vo- the voice just did not match what I imagine him being. And it's just, it, it was, yeah. he was, oh man, I could listen to Bobby Caldwell. I love that sound though. That like, it's, it, it's yeah. almost, it's that soul R and B. There's a great artist that I listened to um, from Detroit called Dwelle. He's a modern guy. And I just like, if I'm on the train and I'm just feeling the city vibe, I just put that shit on and I'm fucking spaced, man. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm in heaven and nothing can fucking phase me. I'm just, I'm, I'm the happiest guy in the world. But, um, like that's like all notes. Yeah. Um, and they were fucking great live too, by the way. They were fucking yeah. amazing live. I saw them. Uh, they did the pier that went down on Delaware Ave. They had the uh, where they have the concerts on the Delaware. Ave. Oh, Festival Pier, right? Yeah, that's the one. I saw them with Train. That's fucking amazing. Double Bell. Man, I don't remember who opened for Hall and Oates, but it was. They were great. Like they were like I love a band that I can go and see that sounds just like the record. You know, like yeah. they just like Lincoln Park. They when I saw them at uh, same same venue about ten years earlier, and Chester sounded just like the record. It was like Fred Durst is the same way. People shit on Fred Durst, but I'm telling you, that dude's got one of the best metal screams of all time. I don't want to hear shit about it. This is a Fred Durst uh, uh, shit talking free zone here. Okay, uh, I got to, to meet Fred once, and he was like super fucking cool. Yeah, I got uh we're at the house of blues in hollywood and i was boys i'm boys with the guys from saliva they're like hey we're playing house of blues you want to come out sure i go in the back and the fucking fred durst and the drummer was just hanging out oh john otto was there too 
Uh, That's cool. Otto. Take and, him to the uh, Matthews Bridge. I'm trying to think. Uh, one of my guy, one of my buddies, who wrestled in WWE, used to be their bodyguard. Oh no shit! And that was my uh, uh, Tomko, Travis Tomko. Wow, that's cool. He was he was their bodyguard, you know, because they're all from Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, I'm, I used to work with uh, Travis Tomko. They're like, oh shit! And you know, we just talk from there, and then. Like we went out in the crowd and just watched saliva together, which is kind of cool. That's cool. And then uh, now with uh, what was the band? The other band you said? Lincoln Park. Uh, Lincoln Park. I almost said Incubus. Lincoln Park because Incubus is another great band. Yeah. From that that started out, uh, Lincoln Park. I got to see them side stage at uh, Ozfest. Oh shit! Pretty cool. I, I'm buddies with the Black Label guys, and this was like Ozfest, whatever that year was. Because the fucking uh, butterfly guys were on that fucking tour. Crazy yeah. town. They got booed off stage, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know what? I got a few seconds. But, uh, I saw Shifty Shellshock is the lead singer of, that, of Crazy Town. He's uh, sober again, and he's performing music like he was at a store. And he was performing. Yeah. He was, like, doing the song. And, like, the whole internet, like, all of Twitter, which Twitter is a fucking cesspool, right? And Twitter just yes. took the time to just dump all over this guy. And I thought to yeah. myself, and I, I think I tweeted it too, and I was like, you know what, like, good for good for Shifty Shellshock. Like, the fact that the dude is getting his, his life together and he's embracing a song that's, like, kind of haunted him for the past 25 years and he's been, like, really upset about, and now he's, yeah. like, really, like, enjoying... It seemed like he was in a good spot in this this song, like, while he was performing. And it's like, here's yeah. all you people just, like, waiting for him to, die, like, just to, 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 like, fail again. And it's just like, I hate that shit. But it's like, good for that dude. But... Yeah, that doesn't change the fact that they got booed off stage at Ozfest, dude. Like they were getting heckled so bad that they would like speed their songs up. Oh, like, come on, lady, come, come, lady. Blah, 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 blah. All right, we're out. Yep, see yeah. ya. It's like Nickelback yeah. playing the two songs and they were throwing shit at him on stage. So you ever see when the guy from like uh, Nickelback got hit in that with a uh, like a it was a rock, yeah, which isn't funny now, but somebody went and made it a pickle. Like something <laughs> on the internet, it looked like this singer from Nickelback got hit in the head with a giant pickle. Oh my god, which, man! Which made something fucked up like funny. You know, it's, it's crazy. I you know, Jess Margera talks about um, their time. They they signed with Road Roadrunner, which is the label that Nickelback is on. Me, me. And uh, he was talking. They did one album for him called Carver City, which I I think is my favorite album by them. But that's just because I was there for a lot of the recording. And uh, they were talking. I forget it was like somebody was in the studio and he was just as like, you just always hear shit, right? He's like, I'm listening to the story. I'm not supposed to be here. And, and you know, that we walk by and the one guy's like, how does it feel to be responsible for Nickelback? And it's like, well, someone's got to pay the bills around here. And it's just like he popped them, you know? And like people forget that Nickelback have sold a bajillion records. Like there's the reason there's a reason that Roadrunner is going to exist in perpetuity forever and ever until the end of time because Nickelback yeah. sold all them records. But yeah, people shit on Nickelback, but I don't mind yet them. They're, they're, they're selling out arenas. Right. And, and they're, they're always, there's, they're always on the, the, the charts in the sales. So somebody, it's like, it's like hating it. Like by listening in private, you know? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hate them too. And then they go and, you know, in their rock and roll closet and listen to some Nickelback, you know? I don't again I don't I don't mind them like I don't think there's anybody that I really dislike except for like 
that's super like fake patriotic honky tonk country music. Like that's really the only thing that I'm like, ugh, God, I can't there, listen to this. There's some country I like. Yeah. Like the rock and country. Yeah. Then there's some, you know, there's some country that I just want to slice off my eyelids and dump my face in soapy warm water. I'd rather do that than listen to it. But uh, <laughs> start to the listeners out there that like country. Yeah. I don't hate all country, but there's some country yeah. I'm like, mm. no, man, there's, there's some that's not, I mean, but that's like, that's like with every music, you know, most people know I'm, I'm a rap guy and, you know, love hip hop music. And there's some hip hop music that's fucking great. And there's a lot of it that's just not good. And I think that's, that's for every genre, but yeah. I like nine eighties and nineties hip hop. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I was going to mention Bone Thugs and Harmony did a, did, well, they sampled Phil Collins' uh, Take Me Home, and it was a big hit in 03, and Phil Collins is actually in the video, which is super dope, but. Um, well, the story with that is they approached Phil Collins, and he turned them down. Yeah. Well, he's like, oh, I'm over here in Norway or whatever he was, you know, doing a tour. They said, we will fly to you and do this. And he was so taken aback by their dedicate, you know, their willingness to go to where he was. So he was like, all right, yeah, you can use this song. I'll be in your video. Yeah. He's like, Oh my God, well, these guys are willing to spend the money to come over here. Right. To shoot a video yeah. from, to use my song. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. You know, like that's, yeah. that's kind of, and the, the song's great too. Bone thugs, yeah. bone thugs typically never miss on their records, but um, Nate, a friend of the show, I got I would be remiss not to mention a friend of the show. Nate Smythe is a fantastic country singer. Um, does a lot oh. of covers. He's uh, absolutely great. So I, I'll listen to his stuff too. But most times, uh, country music. Like just, yeah, certain country. I can't like uh, my grandma was big in the country, which you wouldn't have known looking at her. But her favorite song was uh, Hank Williams' "Here in My Beer." Mm. And uh, you know, I'll put that on every now and then just to think of my grandma. But she she loved Hank Williams. It's amazing, and I, I will get to the next part of the show, but it's amazing to think about the fact that, like, Hank Williams III does music with Gigi yeah. fucking Allen's band, The Murder Junkies. Yeah. I love that we're keeping Gigi Allen alive here on yeah. the podcast. Like, it's like every other week, it's like Gigi Allen, you know? Uh, it's That's, good shit, That's good shit. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him, Blue. He's smearing the shit. He's smearing shit on his face. <laughs> get the good Vince McMahon stuff on the Patreon page. It stinks. Uh, so, Meanie, real fast, before we keep going, yes. I just want to know if we can get a round of applause from everybody. Do you know why? You know why we're golf what? clapping right now? I'm so excited to announce that Manscaped launched our ultra-premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. Talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Literally, Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MEANIE. 20. Now, meaning we all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is for that precise trim below the waist. Their advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts in your most delicate areas. And I'm telling you, Meanie, there's nothing more that, that Courtney likes when she gets down there to see little John on the east side, boys. She likes to see some smooth, smooth skin. And I'm sure Manscaped's done the job for you as well. Manscaped is the perfect product. For, it's uh, perfect for the hygiene for your low gene. 
No, seriously, uh, top-notch quality products with, you know, the, the, the ball trimmer, the, the nose and ear hair trimmer, the, the foot spray, the deodorant, everything that, you know, Manscaped does is top-notch quality. I'm not sense, by the way. The uh, deodorant smells it smells great. The, uh, the man wipes smell phenomenal. Everything Manscaped does is top-notch, especially even the, the bag they give you to carry everything in. Uh, top notch from uh, top to bottom. <laughs> top to bottom is right, but check this out, meaning we know how great the Lawnmower 4.0 is. Check out what's in this pack, the Ultra Premium Collection. It comes with a Manscaped Premium Deodorant. No, and it's not for your balls. It's for your stinky-ass armpits, because trust me, I'm in there doing my front squats, man, and Papa needs a brand new shower. So they keep that deodorant. It dries clear. It's aluminum-free, and it smells like their signature scent. A hydrating body moisturizer if you have any tattoos or issues with dry skin. It's designed to keep your skin feeling fresh, clean, and smelling fresh as well. Uh, the body wash to lather you up has infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel. Uh, two-in-one Ooh. shampoo and conditioner to clean, clean that scalp with one easy step, plus a free gift, a three-pack of bo- lip balm that's made with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers Feeling moist, I use it every single day. I have some here somewhere, probably in my suit pants where it belongs. That's four products plus a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. And I got to tell you, Minnie, that sounds like an incredible score, especially for the holidays coming up. Uh, What's even better about this is that all of these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. Get that Ultra Premium Collection hot off the shelves right now. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MEANIE20. At manscaped.com, that's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MEANIE20 at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped and your balls. Well, thank you. And MEANIE, I want to say thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring the program today. Sponsor the program that sponsors Mind and Demeaning and helps you feel good, look confident, and uh, show the one you love that you uh, you love them a little bit more. But what doesn't stink, <laughs> you know what I did there, what doesn't stink is my favorite part of the show, which I'm ready to ask you now, Mr. Blue. Yeah, of course. I have a question for you. What's that? Are you ready to ask me any? I would love to. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something. It's the shits. I can't remember what regular air smells like. Don't forget, tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie and follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie. And you may hear your questions on the show. And uh, and in blue, I finally remembered a seltzer, not the cheap shit from down the hall. But a real live sparkling ice, lemon lime flavor. I hope this doesn't explode, but I'm going to try to sandman this if I can. We're going to do it in three, two, one. Mmm, sexy. Nice, crispy. Right out of there. Get the pinkies up, guys and gals. Normally, I'd be joining you, but tonight I'm drinking kombucha because I want to try to get my belly right. So, Going to get them seltzer kisses right in there for Carl, right in his, in his ears there. Uh, let's. I've been, doing, I've, been, I've been doing kombucha burps all night. <laughs> Ivan Rivers wants to know if there were a Van Halen film, mm. who would your ideal pick to play Eddie and the rest of the band? Uh, whoever casts a keep 
keep away whoever kisses that fucking Motley Crue movie. Mm. Uh, the Dirt or whatever that uh. was, that piece. I watched that like I watched ten minutes of that piece of shit and turned it off. I was like, "This is horrible." Jesus Christ! Uh, but then again, I watched the uh, Pam and Tommy show on Hulu, and whoever did the kissing on there was like fan- fantastic. I was yeah. like, "That like Pam, that looks like Tommy," and even the rest of the guys in the kiss it for Molly Crew were pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, as far as uh, Dave. I would have to get uh, what's it, Mike Starr from uh, Steel Panther. Mm, there you go. Because I should go see Mike Starr from Steel Panther when he fronted the Van Halen tribute band Atomic Punks, mm. and he does a spot on David Lee Roth. And I think he would be able to do Dave perfectly. Yeah. Um, as far as Alex. I'm assuming there's no I could pick anybody from time. Yeah, I, I guess there's no there's no time. Cause because dude, if I was booking somebody to play Alex Van Halen in the Van Halen movie, it was whoever the motherfucker from Fast Time at Ridgemont High who played Damone. The the actor who played I I know you're lightning fingers typing yeah, it up yeah. right. But if you look at Damone from Fast Time to Richmond High, he looks exactly like Alex Van Halen in that movie. It's, it's like they almost dressed him up to be Alex Van Halen. Actor's name was Robert Romanus or Romanus. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. You got it. Uh, yeah. So we got uh, Mike Starr. We got uh, Damone. Romanus. Yeah. Um, Eddie would be the hardest one. Uh, you because you would have to have a stunt double for the hands. Yeah. Like, uh, dude, I shout out real quick. Uh, to, speaking of like, amazing. The new fucking song by Extreme is fucking amazing. Um, so go out there and go on YouTube and look up Extreme, and the song is called Rise. Nuno Betancourt is a fucking beast on this fucking song mm. to the where people are like, it's like, you know, Eddie, pa- Eddie Van Halen passed and Nuno said, uh, let me try to pick up the slack here in the rock world, you know? Right. Yeah. A lot of people like, I would say if you're going to do a stunt double for the fuck it, get Nuno Benincourt to play Eddie. Uh, you would have to, you know, you know, curl his hair a little bit, but you know, just, uh, I think Nuno could pull it off stage wise and with the, the playing wise definitely new no uh michael anthony uh, that's the hard one that's a hard one too because i you know my whole life i've been saying that demone looks like fucking alex van halen and i saw you know atomic punks so i was like my god that guy looks just like fucking david lee roth but his real name mike star from uh, Steel Panther's real name's Ralph Science or mm. whatever. And people used to call him David Lee Ralph because he looked just like David Lee Roth. Now, booking uh, Michael Anthony. Um, yeah, I don't know. You might have to get back to me on that one. Uh, but, uh, Vanessa just said, what about Paul Rudd as Eddie Van Halen? 
the act, the acting. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I would say, yeah, that's a good one. Could I could see him pulling that off. Yeah. I mean, if you got somebody to sing for, you know, or to play, you know, t- teach him. Yeah. Yeah. It w- they would have to go to like rock school like they did for uh, Almost Famous. Right. Yeah. He'd have to go and do something. Yeah. Right, good on you. Good on yeah. you, Vanessa. That's that was, a good one, Paul. Yeah. Look, I, I'm I'm a man, right? And I'm comfortable in my manhood, but Paul Rudd's a good looking fucking dude. He is. He's a handsome man. He's a good looking dude. He's a damn handsome man. That's right. So uh yeah, Paul Rudd. Good on, yeah. But uh Nuno would do the 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 up close guitar shots. Yeah. But uh, fucking Michael Anthony, that'd be a hard one. Did we did you go over Sammy Hagar yet? Oh, we're doing Sammy too. Do, oh. I mean, you probably have to, right? How, well, how many? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: how many? How many records did? Um, how many records did uh, did David Lee Roth do before he left the band? Six. Oh, okay. So it was a longer period because for some for whatever reason, I'm thinking like David Lee Roth left, like he did like two albums. No, technically, I think Sammy and Dave did about the same amount of records and they were in the band the same amount of Fascinating. well though this is where it gets tricky because van halen came out in 78 right he left in 86 so t- people think that he was in band from 78 to 86 or 85 i'm sorry 85 right, right. it was 85 because they did 1984 toured and then he left in 85 Split. and then sammy joined in 85 so that's but but, you know, Dave was in the band from 75, you know, right. and there's like a, a really good Van Halen demo out there called Van Halen Zero because it came out before Van Halen One. Ah, uh, slick. Okay. Which was produced by Gene Simmons. No shit. Yeah. It, like Gene flew them out to New York, did a whole demo trying to get them signed. And when he couldn't get them signed, he ripped up the contracts like, guys, you're on your own. But that demo has been around on the internet forever. Wow. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Sammy and Dave, like, we're kind of in the band the same length. Um, who would play Sammy? Guy Fieri. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, who could play Sammy? I, Seth Rogen. No. Maybe. I, I I don't know. I I got to get. Is oh my god, who was in Wedding Crashers? Uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson will play Sammy Hagar. Fuck yeah, dude! That is a great casting choice. He Fuck would just yeah. have to. He would just have to curl out his hair, but he could definitely pull off Sammy. That is an excellent choice. Yeah, way better. Yeah, the only- way better than than Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen. He's a. Uh, Seth Rogen could be Michael Anthony. There you go. How about that? Perfect. Cast in the chub- movie. Chubby bearded fella. <laughs> I was Michael Anthony was fat, but he wasn't fat. He just had chubby cheeks. Yeah, I don't see it. Uh, no. Let's see. All right, here. Next question. Danny Boy 316 says, big fan of the pod. Thanks for all awesome. you guys do. Thank you. Danny Boy 316. We appreciate you listening. I'm curious to hashtag Ask Meanie. What is the biggest wrestling crowd pop you remember being in the arena for? Also, musically speaking, what is the best concert pop that you've ever been a part of? Ooh. Great questions. 
Yeah, I was in the building for some some good pops in ECW and WWE. But um, holy shit, when Austin came out to hit the rock in the head with the chair, and the Mick Foley, when Mick Foley won the belt, yeah, that I felt the the I felt the earth moving below my feet. Oh, you were like, you were there for that pop. Yeah, fucking Mick, hell, man. Mick Foley chronicles it in his book because um, afterwards we uh, we rode to Boston. He he was in another car. I was in another car. And we rode to Boston. We went to Kowloon's, I think, in Boston. And we go back to the hotel. And um, it's late. And the, the hotel's all booked up. I couldn't get a room. And uh, I'm sitting there in the lobby. I was like, oh, I guess I'll just have to sit here for seven hours till the shuttle. Mick walks in. He goes, hey, uh, Meanie, what's up? I was like, oh, room's booked. He's like, oh, what time's your flight? I was like, uh, about six. Or no, it was seven-ish, but I had to be there at six. You can see him doing the math in his head. He's like, if it was like an hour difference, he probably just would have went, ah, oh, have a good night, you know. But he's like, ah, you want to, you know, come, uh, you want to crash in my room, right? It's like, all right, thank you, uh, which is very brave of him for the, the few times we roomed together, I would just fucking fart him out of the fucking room. <laughs> He's also chronicled in his books. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. He said he looked at the uh, Misfits Winnebago that they lived in. He's like, well, I made a, a night in the, the Red Roof Inn listening to the Blue Meanie farting to sleep. Nice. It seemed not so bad. Uh, <laughs> but the night he won the belt, like he, he in the book, he goes, I'm WWF world champion. And I have 10 pounds of Chinese food in the Blue Meanie in my, in my bed. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. A uh, little inside baseball. We watched Upronk's Tale. So great fucking movie. Yeah. One of my favorites so, of all time, man. Yeah, we we crashed to a Bronx Tale and then I got a couple hours sleeping down, went to the airport and flew out. But yeah, that was a huge fucking pop. Sonny uh, Sonny had five fingers, but he only used three. <laughs> and and great advice in that movie. It's really for twenty bucks, you never have going to deal with that guy ever again. Never, you 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 got him away from you for twenty bucks. It cost you twenty bucks to get him out of your life. The door test, do the fucking door the, test. Every man I know has done the door test. Yep, you Me have too. to, man. Yeah, I have, of course. Fucking yeah. amazing. Three great ones yeah. too. That's also true. I'm thirty seven. I'll be thirty eight this year, and it's true. You get three great ones in your life. Yes, and that's it. Sometimes you get them early. Sometimes you get them late. I've been lucky that I got them spread out through my life. But yeah. you get three great well, ones, I'm and with, that's it. I'm with the greatest one in my life right now. So As am I, to be to be clear. She's the third. And that's it. Yes. There's no more after this. Fuck. Goddamn, Fuck. I love that movie. A absolutely. I might, I might have to watch that. I was just thinking the same thing. Courtney and I had, like, there's a handful of movies that we always talk about watching. It's, the, it's a Bronx Tale, uh, Fallen with Denzel Washington, which they actually filmed in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, great fuck. One of my favorite fucking movies of all time. And that uh, movie. man, that's such a good flick, man. Holy shit, dude. Uh, yes, it is. It's got a great cast too, like John Goodman, Donald Sutherland, um, uh, James Gandolfini pre Sopranos really? is in it. Yeah, he plays the 
He plays one of the cops inside the precinct. Uh, fun fact, there's a guy named Tony Donnelly, one of the kids in the movie. He's got the long blonde hair. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets possessed by Azazel. He's actually, I, I went to high school with him. Um, so we talked about, you know, how cool Denzel was a lot. But um, great movie. You've got everybody to watch it. But for the, you, uh, the one guy who, who uh, I guess he gets, he's got the demon in his body and they execute him. Like the ball, he's like, yeah. He's in a really good movie called uh, Some Kind of Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, great Heather actor. And Heather Thomas. Mm-hmm. Or not Heather Thomas. Um, the other Heather from uh, Back to the Future. Oh, shit. Um, I, I, can, I can see her name. I can see her. I can't. Let me see. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. That's it. Right. That's all right. You had the, fir- you had the last name right. Not the first yeah. name. Heather uh, Thompson. Other Thomas was a dynasty. Oh man, I fucking Bronx Tale is so goddamn good. Robert De Niro and Chaz Palminteri. Chaz Palminteri, it does the one man show for like uh, like so many years. De Niro's in the crowd, watches the one man show, and goes, "I want to do the show," and they make a movie out of it on HBO. Oh god, so fucking good, man. The best, probably the best mafia movie I've ever seen. I would say, and one of the best mafia movies where De Niro doesn't play a mobster. Right, he plays the straight character. He plays the straight guy, the working man. The uh, uh, Jersey Boys was based off of uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah, yes, it was. And Joe Pesci's yeah. a great singer too, which people don't don't yeah. know about. The best part of that, one of the best scenes in that movie though, of uh, Bronx Tale, is when the bikers come in. Yeah, and they're fucking fucking with the the mafia in the bar, and they're yeah. doing the beer, and they shake it all over the bar. They throw it all over the bartender, and he just they lock the door, and now you can't leave. Man, yeah. holy shit. Love it, dude. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Dude, I uh and we'll, we'll get we'll get on with it. I know we're running late. Oh, it's but, all right, man. Um, I could talk I could talk movies with you all day, pal. One of my favorite movies was a, a 80s movie called Heaven Help Us about these oh, Catholic shit. school kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the the chubby kid to whom father Yeah. To whom father the 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 fat kid in the movie well i'm in hollywood i'm at some bar and i'm sitting there i'm in there that kid's in the fucking bar oh no shit i'm talking to him i I wish i could think of his name i'm trying not to geek the fuck out right i turn around and fucking chaz palmateri walks into the fucking bar who is like eight fucking feet tall no fucking way like I, I looked at him and went, "Sup?" <laughs> you know, what else do you say to him? Yeah, yeah. So, wow. So you don't want to be that guy because in Hollywood, you know, people feel comfortable walking around. They don't, yeah, feel like, you know, people marking out. Chase I don't want to mark out, but, but we made eye contact. And went, hey, so, so that's so crazy, I man. From uh, I went back to talk to the kid from Heaven Help Us. Man, what a what a great fucking movie! Seriously, if you've never seen it, like stop this right here. Go watch it. It's it's pretty much everywhere. Go watch it. Colodro. What kind of fucking name is Colodro? How the fuck do you even say that? I yeah. do coffee cake. I can't do coffee cake. Stand in front of the screen and we'll throw shit at you. Colugio was in the Sopranos. He was, yeah. He uh he was friends with Jackie April Jr., right? Yeah. He's had a rough yeah. life, man. That guy who played yeah. C the uh, the adult C's had a real rough life. But yeah. um if you're asking me, Danny Boy 316, what's the loudest uh crowd pop i ever heard uh i was at the monday night raw in philadelphia at the wells fargo center 
the night or that was the it was the go home edition before WrestleMania 33. And it was the WrestleMania that Roman Reigns was fighting uh, The Undertaker. And Roman was in the ring and they were booing the shit out of him. And then the lights went off and you heard the gong and the fucking place went crazy for The Undertaker. It was it was that was the loudest. I mean, it was like it wasn't Steve Austin, you know, chair shot pop, but like you could feel the concrete rattling under your feet. So it was definitely uh, it was definitely as as, a great one. Sorry. As far as uh, concerts. Oh, yeah, you're good, man. Oh, right. Um. Hmm. There's a lot of Van Halen ones, a lot of good pops. Like, uh, I want to say it was the, the uh, Balance Tour, maybe. It was either Balance Tour or the Fuck Tour. They would always, like, the, the opening band would play, and then they'd do the, the switch over, the changeover. Right. And then, um, the light, you know, when Van Halen was ready, the house lights would go down. And then, Eddie would just start fucking wailing away, right? Mm. Like, you know, always open their concerts with Alex just banging, you know, yeah. going off on the drum. But this one, fucking Eddie, start playing the national anthem. Oh shit! Like like Hendrix style, right? Yeah, yeah. Like to open up the you know before the the band, you know, you know he's playing the the national anthem. And the crowd just went ape shit for it. I'm, it was at, it was definitely at the spectrum. Mm. I know that much remember that much so it might have been that might have been the fuck tour because i think i saw the balance tour in camden oh and, uh, yeah so it was definitely the foreign foreign lawful carnal knowledge tour philly spectrum and right the house lights go down and then eddie starts playing the national anthem mm. and the crap bananas and, and more recently um Humble brag when I went to the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert when uh, <clears throat> ooh, I almost got choked there uh, when they brought up Taylor Hawkins' son mm. play, play my hero. Oh man! Oh. Holy shit, dude! Right in initial, the field. but then the crowd just went fucking yeah. bananas for his son. That's awesome. That and then when they brought out fucking Paul McCartney. Oh my god! <laughs> I just I like I'm done. I can't even like Paul yeah. Paul fucking McCartney like. What the fuck? Like, crazy. Uh, so many bucket list moments were scratched crazy. off that day. I said, to, I said to Courtney before, I've missed Paul McCartney coming through Philadelphia so many times. I was yeah. like, I got to see Paul play before. That's another band that rocks, too, Wings. My mother hated Wings, and we never listened to them. And the older I get, I'm like, I fucking love Wings, man. These guys, and you know, people shit on them, and that's fine. But, like, I dig them. So, you know, I don't know, argue with the wall or something. But uh, what's, the, what's that movie, Role Models? Yeah, yeah. Love, take me down, do the streets. That's not a wing song. With the, with the fake wings band. <laughs> the whole thread through the movie is the joke that it's a fucking wing song and it's not a wing song. And then they die. Big Paul McCartney song. <laughs> At the end of the movie, they do the song like they write. They wrote a song that sounds like on that premise and it sounds yeah. just like a wing song. Fucking yeah, hilarious. Yeah. fucking amazing oh my god the loudest concert pop for me was um hmm oh i'm looking right at it right here yeah it was the prime show so rap fans uh dj premiere from gangstar uh back in like 2014 2015 he did a record with a rapper named royce to five nine 
Royce of Five Nine was in Slaughterhouse. He was he raps a lot with Eminem. Uh, they did an incredible record together called Prime. It's really really good. And they did a tour. And their first stop was in uh, Philadelphia. It was at a small venue called Underground Arts. And uh, sort of a backstory, um, Black Thought from The Roots, the MC from The Roots, was supposed to be on this record. And someone in the camp died, and he couldn't be on it. Well, they did a song called Wishing, which Common ended up, the rapper Common ended up doing the verse, or the spot where, the 16, where um, Black Thought was going to be. And at the show in Philadelphia, they surprised the crowd and brought out Black Thought. I have never, I mean, and it was a, it, it's not a, not a big venue, right? But it was, it wasn't small, packed full of people. And I, I'm probably two or three spots from the, the actual stage where they were performing. And I thought I went deaf. Like the place went fucking yeah. ballistic. And we yeah. got to watch Black Thought essentially like premiere this verse that had never been heard before anywhere. And they did a couple of, you know, they did like a medley and it was just like, you know, just fucking, that was probably the loudest experience outside of like, you know, a large Springsteen concert or a, like some one of those, like Eminem, like one of those venues. Um, Dr. Dre's pop at Yankee Stadium was pretty loud though, but not, you know, if we're talking about large venues, that was the loudest, loudest I ever heard was Dre coming out to perform at Eminem. That was definitely loud. Um what, let me see. Oh, your last question. Mark and Dryden wants to know. What's up, Mark and Dryden? The rumor is, we got a wrestling question. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Big Bob, instead of facing Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, is going to do an open challenge. Who would either of you two like to see face him? And who, I think is what he meant to say, uh, who is his most likely opponent? I have no clue. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the rest of the card is. So yeah. I want to say somebody and then like they get announced for another match. Yeah. Uh, well, I know LA Knight doesn't have a LA Knight doesn't have an opponent. Um, open challenge would make me think that somebody's coming back to the company or debuting for the company. Maybe I would say Jay White. Like I, like, I'm thinking like my mind went to like Jay White for some reason. That seems like a clash of styles though. So I don't know if that would be or, or Zach Ryder. Oh, Matt Cardona. Yeah, it could be Cardona. That might that might not be a bad one. Um, I'm thinking Nick Aldis maybe too. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but I, and it's not a knock on Nick Aldis at all, and I don't mean this to come off in the way it's, it, it it might sound, but like I don't know if it would if it would facilitate a pop the way that Cardona would, right? Because like he's a hundred dollar Broski shows back up, like gonna go yeah. place gonna go ballistic. Yeah, because he hadn't been there forever. Yeah, uh, he, he was over over as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, he still is. Yeah, um, but I feel like with Chelsea Green being back, I feel like that's that is inevitable at this point with him returning yeah. to the company. But um, yeah, I would say if we're if we're gonna game this out for me, I'd probably say Cardona. That seems to be the mo- out of yeah. those three people with an open challenge. I feel like that's the best way to do it. But I don't. That to me, that's why open challenge means is somebody's going to have a fucking it's, it's got to be a big surprise maybe brian that, cage how about brian cage i'll throw my money on that one let's see how right i am from aew is it, is it well yeah but i was going to say isn't he still under contract he might be out actually i'm not sure he might i think his is either coming up soon or has already expired i don't even know if yeah. he's with the company anymore but that would be a big yeah. meaty man you know the biggie invitational would yeah. be uh 
the big meaty men slapping meat. But uh, we appreciate you slapping your ears with our voices for the past hour and and change here. Uh, One of our longer episodes, which is not a bad thing, because you get us talking about a Bronx tale and we'll fucking sit here for three hours. But um, Meanie, thank you, as always, for doing the show. Where can everybody find you on social media? If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, uh, that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Blue Meanie on all forms of social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. To uh, support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie to support the Blue Meanie, but you can also use the coupon code MIND to support Mind of the Meanie and save 10% on your order. Uh, now, uh, you got the great-looking T-shirts. Now, have a good smell. If you're a bearded fellow like myself, have a great-smelling beard. Go to madcapbeardcare.com. Get the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm. Uh, every scent made at madcapbeardcare.com. Goes to take care of feral, taking care of feral cats. So if you're a cat lover like myself, get the blue spruce at madcatbeercare.com. This coming uh, April 7th and 8th, I'll be at Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I'll be at a table with uh, Supernova. Uh, come say hello. Get some uh, BWO swag. There's going to be a, a ton of talent there. Uh, go to Squared Circle Expo x.com that's squared circle x.com for the the full lineup of the great talent that's going to be there uh as we talked about earlier figures collection uh bone crushing wrestlers series one variants of the blue guy the blue meanie are available now all series one are uh all series one can be ordered right now at shop dot figure collections.com that's shop.figurescollections.com. Get yourself a Blue Meanie or a BWO variant. I love these figures, man. I'm, I'm sitting here staring at them, and they're mm. so beautiful. Um, shout out to my boy Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Uh, Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair... Painstakingly takes Jim about 50 hours per pair to make. Uh, if you want to see all the uh, behind the scenes photos and videos of him making these awesome sneakers, go to at GOI Kicks on all forms of social media. That is GOI Kicks for Glaciers of Ice. Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for birthdays, holiday, well wishes. Uh, I just did a, re- a couple really cool videos this week. Uh, for some people, some personal stuff and uh, some feel good stuff. So if you want to hire me to uh, do some feel good stuff, go to cameo.com slash blue mini BWO. But more importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? You flatter me, blue. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Tick, uh, t- uh, let me let me start over. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Mastodon. You can find me on all those places at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, it's not changing. 
It's a brand, pal. You can find me there and stay up with all my madness. You can also check out my other program, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net and checking out the show there. I had a wonderful interview with fellow Philly native and author of the book Cancel Culture, the case for cancel culture, Mr. Ernest Owens. Great conversation. You can check it out now at foundationradio.net. Coming soon, actually, this week, as you listen to this this week, I will have uh, my official very first piece of wrestling merchandise it's the adam bernard wrestle buddy from our friends at brothers gatter and you'll be able to pick one up from there you go to brothersgatter.com you can pick up the single one if you just want my beautiful face or if you want both of our beautiful faces you'll have the official mind of the meanie two-pack uh so you can beat the shit out of both of us at the same time it'll be a great time brothersgatter.com you can go and pick it up there uh don't forget to check out my trainer brad feinberg at the feinberg method uh use promo code goober at checkout and save up to 20 percent on your entire purchase not just physical well-being but also mental well-being as well brad is a wonderful guy his business is expanding quickly so don't miss out sign up today with him at the feinbergmethod.com prowrestlingtees.com slash foundation radio prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie pick up a shirt and support the show patreon.com slash mind of the meanie sign up today tears starting as low as ten dollars and help keep the lights on at casa de meanie and the barnard home for wayward and troubled youth we would like to thank our sponsors as well this week manscaped promo code mind meanie for 20 percent off plus free shipping meanie is always a pleasure pod squad thank you for joining us again sticking around late night with us for the blue meanie I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. Dad, why is Blue Mini spraying out? The world of MLW Radio never stops.